the Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side of the microphone. And Evan, I, I guess the big news, and I guess it's pro and college related, the Pistons did something they haven't done since, what, 1970? Some 50-plus years. They landed the number one pick, Kate Cunningham, coming to Detroit. Why is this big? I, other than the initial excitement that the Pistons won the lottery, because Troy Weaver has shown he knows what he's doing when it comes to basketball. He's rebuilding this team. The only way to win in the NBA is you need a star. You you need somebody who can become that next level superstar. If you look at, you know, three of the, the, the four teams in the NBA Finals, you see that exactly happening. Milwaukee got Giannis, start building around Giannis. You know, Giannis ain't going to Milwaukee, but they drafted him. They built a team around him, and now Milwaukee is there in the Eastern Conference. And he stayed in Milwaukee. He stayed. You you gave him reason to stay. Yep. You put some things around him. You're looking at, you know, Atlanta. I mean, for a second, everybody thought maybe Atlanta was silly. You, you traded Luka Doncic for Trey Young. But Trey Young, that was that may have been the epitome of a win-win trade. Yeah. Because Dallas got what they needed, and Atlanta got what they needed. Trey Young is he he's going to be that point guard of the future. He's he's a budding superstar that we are watching develop right before our eyes. And they built it the right way too. I mean, they built it through the draft. It's not only Trey Young, it's Kelly Herter. Ugh. But I digress, but he's amazing right now for what he's doing with them. And then you got John Collins that you got through the draft, who is also not your prototypical NBA big, mm-hmm. but he is now. That's what the bigs have morphed into. You know, a guy that can extend the floor, play big minutes, right? Show attitude. I it, mean, and now you got the and now you got the Phoenix Suns, who also the same. They built Devin it Booker, the right way, but DeAndre they failed too. And 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 what Phoenix did, and I expect Detroit to make that move with Troy Weaver in a few years. Phoenix went out and got Chris Paul. Yep, a guy that wow, well, he's Chris Paul. He's a choke artist. He can't do this. He can't do that. And Chris Paul galvanized his team. And, and and you even saw where they missed Chris Paul in game two of the uh, Western Conference Finals. They had a lead, and they squandered it away. And somehow or another, the Clippers had, you know, a, a one-point lead with, you know, .9 seconds to go. Now, you know, one of their draft picks, first-round pick DeAndre Ayton. First overall pick first over Luka and Trey. Yeah, which is <laughs> a, a, a it worked out for them so far. It has Big worked out time. because but Aiton hits the alley-oop shot. They win the game, but they needed Chris Paul for that calming force. But, yeah, when you look at Aiton, DeAndre Aiton fits because Devin Booker exactly. is a star. And, and Chris Paul, and he kind of changed his game from his you know freshman year at Arizona to his rookie year with the Suns to now he's morphed his role as well. But think about the Suns, you know, people have talked for years and years how bad they were going to be, how they missed on their fourth overall pick in Dragon Bender, who's where, I have no idea. Marquise Chris, who's, is he on the Warriors right now? But I'm just saying that's another top guy that you picked 
that you failed, but you still succeeded in enough areas right. that you were able to have a few misses. Because it does happen. Let's be honest. It happens in the NBA. Especially when you draft overseas players. You don't know how they're going to... You know how their game's going to translate. We didn't know that with Luca, but it's crazy to think. I was saying this to Kang just the other day. Could you ever imagine that Trey Young and DeAndre Ayton were in the East and West Conference Finals and not Luca? He's the one that can't get advanced in the playoffs. Yeah, you're right because they surrounded with a team, and I think Dallas is about to realize we we had to bring in somebody else. And I think for the Pistons, they're they're kind of doing it uh, maybe inside out, whereas. They already kind of have the supporting cast, I believe, that's here already. When you look at yeah. Sadiq Bay, when you look at Jeremy Grant, when you look at Isaiah Stewart, when you heck, when you even get games like you know from uh, Josh Jackson and Frank Jackson, or even Miles Plumley playing his role, yeah, he got a triple doubles this year. You, he all he has to do is set picks and rebound. Yeah, you, you, but you got the supporting cast, yes. so that's why when you look at a K Cunningham, a six eight point guard guy who I think could flourish in this NBA league, if he turns out to be what everybody thinks he's turning out to be, I think that next year you'll see the Pistons probably battle for a play-in spot. And then at that point, I think they're a piece away from now being somebody legitimate in yeah. in, in the Eastern Conference. Because when I look at this, <clears throat> what's, what's showing, what this is showing me is a couple things this NBA season. The NBA is a copycat league. I think you're going to see less load management because the team that did all the well, we're not regular season doesn't count. We're going to bench our starters, the Lakers, the Nets. Mm-hmm. They're not there. Well, no, because I'm a firm believer injuries are going to happen regardless. If you sit, if you play, they're bound to happen. That ACL in your knee, mm-hmm. it's bound to tear at some point. If it, if you tear your ACL, it was going to happen, right? And so I've always said with load management, I mean, it's a slippery slope to play. We talked about it a lot during Michigan's run, should they sit kids. And I've always thought, you play them, right? You're out there to play games. These dudes have been playing basketball every day of their lives since they were 10 years old, if not younger. Why now is that injury going to happen? You know what I mean? Don't be afraid. When you play afraid is when... Things happen, and look what happened. James Harden, his hamstring fell off. You know, Kyrie twisted his ankle. Now, it's freak stuff, See, but I it happens. I don't think it's playing afraid. I think it's more of a, I'm a saving my body for the finals. I'm not going to waste it on a regular season game in Detroit. I'm, so crazy. Geez, I'm in Cleveland, and we, you know what? We could beat Cleveland. I'm, a, I'm taking the day off is what you're doing. I don't think you're running from the injury. It's more so... I'm taking the day off. I'm taking the next couple of games off because the the playoff games are more important. So I'm saving my body from the wear and tear, not necessarily to avoid the injury. That's why I said the same for Michigan. Is you know maybe you want to avoid just the wear and tear and the sure. breakdown just to save your legs for when it becomes important. But what happened was, you know, the team, the young teams are not. I mean, you're you're seeing a changing of the guard in the NBA where, for the first time since the modern NBA era. There's going to be a new champion, somebody that we've never it's seen great. before. And it's so great. And I'm wondering if the NBA can do something. I always get mad when people call in to 97-1 the ticket and they say, well, at my job, I can't do that. But maybe they do make it more like the every person's job where you get three games that you can be rested for load management. Okay, yeah. For, let me let me stop that. For people who say, well, at my job, I can't take days off. Yeah, but you know what's your job? You know what you're doing? You're taking smoke breaks. 
you're half-assing it at your desk. Oh, your yeah, you're playing you're slap doing, and tickle with somebody next Right, next you got to you. some little running game, or you're on your phone, you're checking Facebook, you're checking your social media while you're getting paid to oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, you're shopping on Macy's, you're getting yeah, shoes. Amazon, you're filling out Amazon orders. And Absolutely. Them. Now, so, I, I completely agree with that, but I'm wondering if it becomes such a problem that they play, they play to get paid, meaning... If you go past those certain amount of games, if you don't play, you're not getting paid for that game. No, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, well, the Players Association would because, never let it happen. But if you think about it, only the superstars take the load management off. You're right. You're not, you're, you're not seeing Sadiq Bey say, uh, yeah, I, no. I, need, I need a day off. No, Sadiq, you get out there. You know what it is? It's the max players. Yeah. Honest to goodness. Well, the is. max players realize, I mean, it, when you think about it. LeBron, I get it. I get it right. with him. But for like LeBron, Steph Curry, <laughs> Like when the Pistons were the going to work Pistons, they said because they were in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Finals for like four straight years, they played the equivalent of an extra season. Oh, absolutely, because you're playing until the end of June. And, and LeBron and Steph Curry, they they one of those two have been in the finals since 2010. Like I said, like like with LeBron, who not only has been in the finals, but then there's those years that he does play in the Olympics or the FIBA right. games or whatever. You're they're absolutely right because they're playing all the way until July, August, and then training camp starts the beginning of October. So you get two months off. So yeah, you 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 got to rest your body. I mean, LeBron pay, spends a million dollars a year taking care of his body, oh, and he's also not getting younger. You know, he's thirty seven, right? right? Thirty six. I know he's right yeah. at my age, and I couldn't ever imagine waking up every day and and putting that kind of abuse on my body. Now. <laughs> I'm a far way away from being a pro anything when it comes to athletics. Right. But that, your body catches up. And I think this is the first time in his life that he was like, okay, I can't wake up and be above average just waking up. You yeah. know what I mean? He knows he has to work for it. And you're right. And God, like last night couldn't have been more perfect because you you thought they weren't getting one, right? We all thought it. Right. And I'm listening, I timed it perfectly, that I was listening on Sirius <laughs> Radio to get home to post it on the website. And so they had a live show going on. And the way that they were talking, it was just Houston and Detroit that maintained their spot. But then when I heard, like, Cleveland jumped up, I'm like, not again. Yes. I'm like, how many times will Cleveland win the lottery? And do nothing with it. Because when they when two teams jumped into the lottery, I'm like... Toronto, too. And I'm like, Toronto doesn't need this guy. So now I'm looking, saying, okay, at pick number six, this is where the Pistons, okay, they made it past pick six. They made it past pick five. And when they're in the top four, I'm like, I'm okay, like, they're in the top four, so maybe they won't get boned as much. Well, I was thinking, in my mind, top three, you were, quote, unquote, safe. Right. right? It was Cunningham, so yeah, it was, Mobley, or Green, right? So when it, Yeah, when it was Toronto, I was like, Okay, at least you're gonna get a good pick now out of this. And, yep. and then when and then when Cleveland win, I'm like, okay, they'll probably just get the number two pick like they were supposed to get. Which is fine. And then all of a sudden I see the under of the car and I'm like, that's not a Pistons logo. That's a rocket logo. And it's like Ben I felt like Ben Wallace sitting there like, Yes. Yeah, he was just I saw that later. He was just pounding on that desk. Like, you know, and and good for them because how crazy is it to think that since nineteen seventy they yeah. haven't had the first overall pick. Bob Lanier. Wild, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they had three with Grant Hill, two with Darko. You know, they have two with Isaiah. Yeah, and they've had numerous, you know, top ten picks that 
just haven't really done much. And it's just exciting. And and so then I go and watch Cade Cunningham highlights. And I guess I just didn't pay enough attention this year to his size. Mm-hmm. Every bit of 6'8", yeah. 220. Now, here's the thing. I said there was two things. One, I think it ends low management. Two, I think you may this may be the end of the super team where maybe NBA uh, GMs realize I don't have to go out and piece together this guy, this guy, and this guy to win. The Clippers are probably the last team, a super team supposedly, that that's still out there. Now, Kawhi can't play, and it looks like he may not play at all in this series. But the other three are all homegrown teams, Atlanta, Phoenix, and 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 Milwaukee. So that's that's maybe the new trend. But to change the subject, you look at Kay Cunningham, clear number one pick. But I'll throw this caveat to you, and 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 I'll I'll give him credit. I was talking with Mike last night, and he kind of brought this up. What if you trade that pick? Uh, see, I saw it floating around last night on social media because because. There's one person who wants out of New Orleans, another former overall, number one overall pick, who wants desperately out of New Orleans. It would work. The Pistons probably have to throw in the pick. And like next year. Swap, no. You swap picks with New Orleans and probably throw in, like, one of your players, like a, a Plumley. Send it down to New Orleans. You get Zion. You bring Zion to Detroit. Something to think about. It is. It, it's worth a. It's worth a conversation. But I think New Orleans, and I, I'm going to say it this way, is too smart to let him go. See, I think even keeping him there through his five year rookie deal, whatever, if it's four and a team option, is still good for that franchise. Meaning, right. you have people in those seats. Listen, if this, no, 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 you have people in the seats, but now you're getting them, you're hitting the reset button with a new five years with the number one overall pick, somebody who wants to be in New Orleans. Because once you you've seen it before, once you turn on the city, the city it it, be, it becomes a broken relationship. It becomes a strained relationship. We saw that with Indomik and Sue in Detroit. Well, absolutely. You knew he never. You but knew he, he was never here. He performed, but you knew he was never going to resign here. And, and and you were like the couple where neither one wanted to say goodbye and you were waiting for the other one to say goodbye. Yeah, and, and the Lions definitely weren't going to say goodbye to that one because, I mean, even that whole offseason, they were talking about how they were signing in Dominican Sue, and right. I'm like, there's no but way. But, yeah, Sue, Sue, hadn't, Sue and his family made no bones about well, it. And that's what I was going to ask because I don't know the situation probably as well as, as you do, but it's Zion's family that's saying he's not happy. It's not necessarily saying it's Zion, right? Isn't it his father or something it's like that? It's mostly the family, but Zion ain't denying it. And Zion right. is kind of like, eh, you know. he no, But he did say he was upset when they got rid of um, uh, uh, J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick. I saw that. And now, he was, you know, the coaching thing. But core there. I think with Ball, him, and Ingram is something really he to build around. wanted to go there. Well, no. New York was supposed to win the lottery. New okay. York tanked. They had the worst record, and he was supposed to be a Nick, and you're stuck in New Orleans, and he feels like, I'm stuck in New Orleans. Okay, but then would he feel that way here in Detroit? Because well, think about it. It. Now, it would only be two more years, right? That was just, well, or no, three years it would right. be until he can sign. Now, he would get the Supermax with the team that he's at. Right. 
but I don't think he would stay here, and I don't think it's worth it because I don't think that three-year but window see, is, is see, enough the, to win. But see, here's the difference. As I said earlier, Detroit has young pieces already there. Now they do. They just need a shepherd to lead them. Well, I mean, I don't know what New Orleans was doing hiring Stan Van Gundy in the first place because, listen, he, he hammers I mean, kids. He's been Zion's been there three years. He's gone through two coaches. And, I mean, just think about Stan Van Gundy, how he's left teams. The Miami Heat, he left them like they weren't any better. Orlando Magic, he got them all the way to the promised land, and then look what happened. Dwight Howard hated him, made such a big scene about Stan Van Gundy, left him horrible shape, and Orlando hasn't been the same since. Comes here, oh my goodness, did he try to just... He, he came he, here, and, and, and the funny thing is, what you saw what Troy Weaver did is, is kind of what Mel Tucker did to, 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 to Get that crap out of here. Yeah, I, I need everybody gone. Uh, if I didn't leave a note in your locker, see ya. Yeah. You can go. Yeah, it's like Major League. Go yeah. check your locker. If that slips there, you're out. Yeah. And I have no problem letting you go. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. You know, the only piece in reality that Stan brought in that was good was Derrick Rose. Yeah. Everything else, Blake, that that first year he was here, I'll give Blake a lot of credit. He played unbelievable. But that was all he had. He emptied his tank. Mm-hmm. And it's never even going to get back to half full. So it's just something to think about. But Would I, you? I don't think I would. I just don't think. It depends. If, if you bring Zion here, he's the biggest name in the city of Detroit, bar none. Well, that's, that's a no doubt. If you draft Kay Cunningham, you need him to progress. And now he becomes part of that young group, and he's probably on the fast track of becoming the biggest thing in Detroit. Well, Zion it, would be the proven commodity. And Zion, it's crazy. Hit a great season, but the national media didn't really talk about him. And I think that's why his family doesn't like it, because he's in New Orleans, and you're not going to get the love in New Orleans. Because, face it, it's the Pelicans. Yeah. You got a dumb name, the Pelicans. It's a horrible name. I and, can agree with that. you know, no one's watching Pelican games, and you don't really have a ton surrounding him. Nobody's played. I mean, that dude almost averaged 30 a game, and you didn't hear about it. You just did Because he's stuck. I mean, it's like playing for Sacramento. And there's certain teams that are, that become black holes. Now, the reason why I say maybe the Pistons can change that, because the Pistons have won before, and the national media, you know, latched hold to them and said, oh, look at what's going on in Detroit. But, I mean, you go play for, I mean, <laughs> Portland, if it wasn't for Dame Lillard, Nobody watches Portland games. At Nobody. all. No, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, right. you could walk up to the average person and says, okay, can you name me two uh, Sacramento players, two Kings, and I'll give you a million dollars. Right. Most people can't because there, there are certain wow. teams that are virtual black holes. Well, and that's one that people thought that they were building the right way, and boy, they can't. I mean, with De'Aaron Fox and, and Marvin Bagley there. I mean, imagine that draft that – it, Bagley may end up becoming the modern day Darko. Yeah, where with the number two pick, you could have had Trey Young, you could have had Luca, you, you could have had a lot of people, and you chose Marvin Bagley. Isn't it crazy? It, it's going to be like that Jordan draft. Yeah, Sam Bowie. You know, you two and three, you can't argue with Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan at all. No. And and, well, no, Bowie, yeah, Hakeem and went Bowie one. was Hakeem I mean, went one and then it was like No, Bowie went one. No. 
We went two. Oh, that's right. Okay, Akeem, my fault. Houston had to. Yep. Houston won. They took Akeem Olajuwon, which was a no-brainer. No-brainer, especially in Houston, since he played he, at he Houston. Played in Houston. He had, they were out the title. It was like Houston. I mean, this guy's you know the dream, and it worked out. Two titles, and then uh, and then they the Portland took Sam that, Bowie because they had Clyde Drexler that's and right. said, "Well, we don't need two Clyde Drexlers." So we'll take the big man, and then Chicago said, all right, we'll take Jordan. And that's what's great about today's NBA, because you're right. If this was the 90s and they drafted Killian Hayes, they're not drafting Cade Cunningham based off of the PG that's next to his what name. <laughs> but my man plays one through four. He's 6'8". Uh, and the NBA is a positionless game. I don't want to give up on Killian Hayes, but I think he now becomes expendable. Well, um, okay, th- th- can you if, move if, him? If if somebody wants him, but this, this becomes Cage City, Cage Team. You you build around him. Do you think his ceiling? I think he has a higher ceiling than Zion. He does I, because he can okay, shoot. To answer your question, I probably wouldn't do the trade. Okay. I've never been a Zion person. I was in the minority. Thought, I was in the minority that year that I said if I had the number one pick, I would have took John ja Morant. I think John ja Morant has a higher ceiling, and you're seeing the stuff that he's doing with Memphis. I, I knew I was in the minority because Zion sold tickets. Zion sells you tickets. Oh, absolutely. Zion sells you jerseys. Zion's, Zion gets butts in the seat. But I thought John ja Morant is a better player. He came from a tiny school, but I'm like, I don't think that that matters. Zion came from Duke. And and I just, I don't know, man. I, if Zion does, I, I see him kind of eating his way out the league. I see him going that route where if he doesn't get the right trainer, if you know, he ever gets lazy, you're absolutely correct. If he stays motivated, he'll be fine. The next thing you know, he'll be the next Sean Kemp. But it's easy to get lazy in a town that you don't want to be in. Right. And a town with some great food in New Orleans. Yeah. Okay, so. You eat beignets every day. That's not good for you. No, but they're so good. I know. Um, But I was hearing the talk about what Golden State's going to do, who has two lottery picks. And there was thought that they could make a move. For Ben Simmons with those two lottery picks. See, I'm not a big Ben Simmons fan. Either am I. That may actually work. Because he can really spread the floor for them. Now, the problem with it is if you're, geez, only Golden State could pull this off, but Clay Thompson would have to come back because you are literally playing five on three basketball on the offense absolutely well because yeah you, with him and draymond you would have him and draymond on offense you're five on three now you would have steph and clay and i, I don't know who would be the third person that jordan pool that you would stick <laughs> out there well pool comes up but it's, it's just one of those like if any team could do that with, with the splash brothers there well because their thought was pat or even just package you, wiseman and one of your picks because they don't necessarily need wiseman if you get Ben Simmons. See, I think, no, actually, I think I, I would keep Wiseman. Wiseman was just injured. But yes. Wiseman became, Wiseman's like that big man that they would need. He could be their Aiton. Yeah, but see, the difference is Aiton. Aiton's a beast, man. Aiton is old school Shaq. Yeah. And, and, and I say that not because, you know, oh, he's going to, because Aiton is old school big man. I eat at the rim. I don't shoot threes. Oh, yeah. He I, knows his role. I, the most that you'll get out of me is a 10-foot uh, fadeaway jumper. That's it. Yeah. I'm not jacking up shots. I'm not at the top of the key. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I mean, it's funny. When you look at the prop bets, it's like DeAndre Ayton over under a half a three-pointer made in the game. 
because he doesn't shoot them. No. Because he doesn't have to. And I'm going to dominate him. the boards. And but that most big men don't want to be big men anymore. He accepts the fact I'm a big man. Andre I think, Drummond. I think Wiseman is kind of in that route where he got injured. He was somebody that they could afford to take a chance on. But yeah, the Golden State would I think pick number seven and pick number fourteen. You would still have to give up some people, and I, I think that they they couldn't just give up Wiseman in a pick because I mean they got to match that contract and and Gordon. Oh, that's, I mean Ben Simmons has. Well, I don't still even up. know if they can afford it having three max dudes because Clay's max. Uh, he is. Well, I think yeah, the Clay. He might not be super think, max. No, but I, don't he think, got, I think him and I don't think I think him and uh, Steph just kind of did that. We're going to sign a two year. Oh, thing. they kind of did the KD thing where yeah. we can free up for a while. But that that's smart on their part. So you're probably I, right. You got to match 145 million bucks. So yeah, he's like you're, 33 you're gonna empty for out the next couple. Team. You're going to be 40 empty. that final year. Yeah, you're going to be emptying out your team. He's got four. Simmons has four years left. <clears throat> so, yeah, you're like the Pistons got some dead. Like, cause Mike brought it up. Pistons got some kind of some dead money. Well, you would probably throw in Jeremy Grant. You would probably you would have to throw in, um, you know, maybe Plumlee. I'm not a and huge somebody Grant else. guy, but right now with the team you're building, uh, he's cheap, man. He's not only cheap. Like I said, between Grant and Sadiq Bay. And and Isaiah Stewart, you got a foundation here. Absolutely. If, if you could bring in confidence know, that they built in those kids this now year. Think about this. Okay, you know, while while Cade is learning, and you know, you got Frank Jackson who can come in off the bench, and there's really, I mean. He's as Mike called him. He's Mr. Tryhard guy. He goes out there, him absolutely, and he's he, he's that pesky guy that when you're playing rec league basketball, that you're like, dude, we're not getting paid for this. Seriously, right. like, but do you have to slap my arm every time? Right? Dude? Do you have to play such great defense, dude? We're old. Yeah, calm okay? it down, man. Let's just have some. We're, we're just trying but, to make it so we don't care anything. Weaver's a genius. The more and more I think about it, just based off of the young guys that he brought in that quote unquote didn't make it where they were drafted. Mm-hmm. Think about the advice that those kids can give Cade. Right. Like Josh Jackson, you brought him up earlier as a prime example. Josh Jackson, former number four player yes. of the draft. Overall. Yeah. And Phoenix gave up on him. And he played very well here. He played the way that he did with Kansas at the end of the year, where he was free to just play his game, shoot the ball, take it to the rack, do what you've done. And I think he was limited in Phoenix. But I think somebody like that who seems – to have a decent head on his shoulders and realize that the Pistons literally this year were last chance you. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah. They brought in all these guys. Jalil Okafor. What was he? First overall pick? Second overall pick yeah, with the Sixers? Right, yeah. he, was, he was high. I think he was. He That's another kid where it's like, yeah, I didn't make it, quote unquote, to what I was drafted at. But you can still have a great career. Mm-hmm. But you want to see the first overall pick see that, be like, I don't want to be that. Not that there's anything wrong with playing in the NBA 15 minutes a game. But when well, you're I supposed think, to play 35. And the beauty of it is he comes here, let's let's face it, there's no pressure on him. No. Because the play. fans and the media are going to embrace him. There, There's not. He's going to get the Iserman treatment. Th- this isn't one of those cities where you're going to get questioned and you're gonna, you got to be the leader here. Kay Cunningham, number two jerseys are going to be selling off the racks. He's, Can they? Huh? Number two is retired. 
Chuck oh. Daly. Oh, that's coming down. I was I was curious about that because that, that, I kept seeing down. edits of Cade and Pistons jerseys. He's wearing fourteen. He's wearing twelve. And I'm like, well, he wore two in college. And I was like, oh yeah, Chuck Daly. But I'm like, he wasn't a coach. He, he just won I two mean, titles, right? He was he was a coach. He wasn't a player. You can still leave that two up right. there. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's not I mean, act like Andre wasn't wearing number one. Yeah. And somebody wasn't wearing the Ben Wallace three. Who was wearing three at the time? Right. You're not wearing uh, probably, you know, Isaiah Thomas is pro- and Joe Dumar is probably. Yeah, you're not two. wearing 11 and four. I got no problem with that. But yeah, two. Man, that, yeah, yeah. Heck, you want to wear Rodman's 10? Go for the it. The number two. Right. I mean, the Pistons retire every jersey. So. <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. It's just. Did you once have a triple double? Your jersey's retired. Oh, my goodness. I mean, oh, but I, me. I think the number two jersey, I mean, when you look at it, it's going to be a top seller. He's the he's the biggest name walking in. He says he's, Kate says he's only tr- working out for one team. That's going to be Detroit because he knows he's the number one pick. Yeah. Um, and there's no, let me ask he's, you, he's there's no way any. they pass on him, right? No. No way. Because they said, I know Troy Weaver said yesterday, they're going to be looking at five guys. Right. So unless one of these guys grows uh, a magical hand that just doesn't miss. No, really, it's it's unless Kay does something to screw this up. Unless they find out. That what this, could he do? No, I'm talking about you looking at his background and find out that, that this he murdered guy, three people maybe. Yeah, or he's just, you know, he's. Did some bad things. Even so, I think nah, they, they take them. No, nah, there's. I'm I'm talking about off the court bad things that maybe that that's oh, the only like thing. Court stuff. Yeah, yes. court stuff. Or you find out. I'm like, if the kid got <clears throat> caught smoking a little weed or something nah, in college. No, nah, that's welcome to the NBA. Yes, that's every, well, and I think that's it's, you can of, now. Seventy five percent of the league, they don't even drug test in the NBA. <laughs> right. They don't. They, they wrote the players that smoke so much weed. Some of the concessions, people are like, why do they let the league do that? Because oh. they held on tightly, but we can smoke weed, right? And also, if it keeps them out of bars, being hammered, doing <clears throat> weird things, so be it. But, uh, no, he he's bigger than any Lions, any Red Wing, any Tiger. Yeah, I mean, but, it, okay, so it's Torkelson very exciting. Torkelson is probably was it's, about to be the biggest name, but Cade will, because baseball takes so long yes, to get there. No, you're absolutely right. Cade is going to walk in and be the biggest name in this city. You know, think about it. Unless Swift runs for 2,000 yards this year, you're absolutely correct. Right, you know who the biggest name in the city was this year? When you look at it, who was the Grand Marshal of the Grand Prix? Oh, Dan Campbell. No, Sadiq Bay. Oh. Sadiq Bay. Hey, don't give no, no, Dan Campbell. Uh, no, no, you're it's, right, it's, though. It's nothing against Sadiq Bay. All rookie first team. But, I mean, if you redid that draft, that tells me he should have been a top five pick. Absolutely. So, right, I'm saying, I think Sadiq Bay with Cade and Jeremy Grant, you may have your own little version of a, of a big three. Now, Okay, I know people are like you can't call. No, I'm not saying they're Harden and Kyrie. No, but they're, and, but they're also going to get a vet, like you said. They will when they're ready. You're going to get a guy that's at the tail end of his career but that see, has I a couple right, years right left. Right now, you have that vet in Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant needed an opportunity, and as you say, it was last chance. You he comes to Detroit, and they're like, Jeremy, you can shoot the ball as much as you want. Yeah, no, you're right there because, and that's another kid. That had high upside, didn't really get to do it, came here and he did it. And I was like, I didn't expect that out of him. I really didn't. I didn't expect that out of anybody. I mean, just watching them. So, yeah, I, I look at this team, man. And they played hard last year, too. They were in games. They just lost you, the right way. How many times did you go on the air this past year and you're like, the Pistons lost, but they actually won? 
Right. They played great. They, they were in they, the game they, in the fourth quarter, they did and they exa- lost. They did exactly what they needed to do. They got the lottery pick, but you looked good. You progressed, and you yes. saw potential. And that's where, yeah, bringing in Cunningham, I think that takes the Pistons from being out of the lottery into the, I guess, the play-in, like where Golden State was. That's when you start really building where next team year, is now. Yeah, next year they'll end up with the 13th or 14th pick. We're still in the lottery, technically. Yes, but, and you also have confidence that that guy's going to be able to make a pick that's going to help this team. Right. Now you're looking at, okay, I need this person here, I need this person here. So, And we'll there's see. nobody French, right? There's nobody French that so. they can? No. Okay, I'm just making sure because the last two years I'm like, oh. No, you're drafting somebody that you've seen before. You're not drafting somebody. From Texas, somebody, and yeah. he's a young kid too. He's 19, is that right, or 18? He's not one of these 20-year, one-year-old freshmen. Right. So it's great. You have an impressionable young kid who's he's been in the, the spotlight since he was, what, a sophomore in high school? I've been mm-hmm. hearing about this kid. Yeah. So he's handled pressure. Now, he went to Oklahoma State where his brother was. He didn't go to a big-time college, but he performed well there. He put him on the map again this year. The only reason Oklahoma State was even on for you to watch was because Cade Cunningham. Mm-hmm. And then you go watch him play in these highlight videos and he has such good control of what he can do with his body on the floor absolutely and his defense that's what really got me i'm like this kid really wants to play you see a lot of great kids in college loaf on the defensive end not him no he he wanted it no i mean he 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 played very slow almost methodical shot 40 percent from three-point line he shot 45 from the field in general he let the game come to him yes like people are like well he yeah he like he doesn't he's not that aggressive like guys he's more he's playing chess out there and he looks to facilitate he's a lot like a younger lebron not Mm -hmm. saying he's ever gonna be lebron james because i think that's a one that's a generational talent right you know what I mean? But I think he could be a better Zion. You, you know what I would think? Uh, going a, a little old school with the size, think more of a Steve Smith. Okay, where he can really use his – and that's the thing. If you can use your body – And I'm not just saying that, oh, you Sparty. No, no. No, no, no. You're, Steve you're right. Steve Smith, tall, big man, point guard who – Who can also – he could go on the block if he needs to. If you're smaller, he's right. going to body you up. Right. He's going to play D and – He's also going to facilitate. He's not selfish. That's what you see with a lot of these kids in college that drop 25 a night. Right. It's because they're jacking 25 right. shots. I mean, he, he, it was what Ben Simmons was supposed to be, a tall point guard type of thing. But Well, and that's all. But you need to be able to shoot in right. the NBA today. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Teams were playing he, him like he was Tum Tum. I mean, at the, this point. But Tum Tum made more shots. At this point, I would have. When, when you pass up a dunk over Trey Young. That's wild. That. I was watching. I was watching that. it again this morning. Like I, I just can't go believe up. that he, dude. You're six ten. You uh, go up. Your the rim's like six inches over your hands if you're standing straight again, up. Right, right. That that wasn't DeAndre Ayton standing in front of you. That was that. Jeez. <laughs> and he was, was so straight, good yeah. in college. Like I heard Mike talking to you. You know, this is a guy that averaged eighteen in the league. I don't know if that guy exists anymore. You just see it. You brought up a great point yesterday with Chuck Knobloch. Yeah. You just see it. 
where their mental gets in such a way of what their physical tools allow I, them to do. I hate to say it. They become useless. They, they do. They're trapped in their own body. Yeah. You're like basically in Space Jam when the aliens took the talent yeah. and Charles Barkley's running into walls. That's what he's becoming. And it's it, it's sad to see because he has an immense amount of talent. Well, immense amount of talent. He's getting a big paycheck. That's why I said I, you can't. If he were. He's Miguel Cabrera. Wow, that's a good way of putting it. You know it. what I mean? Because you're paying him a lot of money, and you're not getting anything out of him. No, and you this shouldn't happen when you're 25, or is he 24, 24. 23? Like he's 24. If, if even if you're he still were, supposed to be climbing that mountain, Evan, I would take a chance if he had like two years left on his deal. Sure, you got four, or you know what? It's last year that deal, and he wants to make a name and get another one. I would, I would jump all over it. Okay, you but, know what? He's worth a. $40 million He's risk. He's going to go the way of Jabari Parker and be a ninth guy on a team. Jeez, another good call, Evan. Man. You know what I mean? It's just Jabari was another kid that had all the talent in the world. Yeah, you're right. That, wow. I don't know what happened to him. And and now you're, what, the third guy off of a bench? Mm-hmm. And some kids, he seems to handle it, it seems like. I don't know if Ben Simmons can because he's a kid that goes in front of the microphone, and he's like, I don't know what you want me to do. Well, we well, want you to improve. It's, it's hard to realize. And you're right. A lot of times you, when you look at the Jaleel Okafers and the Josh Jacksons, when so much was asked of you and you couldn't do it, and yeah, now and you I, become a role player. You're a bench player. But you accept it. And, but you have to accept it, and a lot of people can't do that. No. I mean, hell, look how long it took Carmelo Anthony to realize I'm not a starter. Like two and a half years, dude, I would say until. Dude, yeah, you're not that guy. Teams would be like, "Why aren't they signing it?" Because teams don't want him starting for them. Right. If he wants to come off the bench and give me twelve, fifteen a night, occasionally sure. you blow up and you, and you drop thirty. Okay. Okay. Great. But Carmelo, you're thirty something years old. I mean, it's him and LeBron in that draft, that O three draft or O four draft. That's it. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah, Wade Wade's hosting TV shows yeah. now. Yeah, have you seen the show? I haven't seen it. Yeah, it looks kind of good. It's it's it is, but it's just just one of those like, okay, guys, can, you you can speed up the pace. They try to draw the oh, drama for so how long. How is he you get on bored. it? He's good. I mean, but then again, you know, they, they they've set him up not to fail. I mean, right. The well, box, it's... the cube has a person. It talks. Oh, so the cube trash talks the opponent. So the cube is like the star, and he's just the host. Okay, I got I got to check that out. But so yeah, yeah, the cube is like, oh, you think you're gonna come in here, Evan, and beat me? You can't beat me. God, you know, look at you, you know, with your tiny little hands and body. Hey, I'd be like, hey, you cube, <laughs> right? But the cube gets yeah, he gets personal. So uh, that's that's great. But I'm just, it's exciting to be a Detroit fan. Two months ago, not that exciting. Right now, two months ago, we were all on the verge of just, you know what? Screw it. Like, Let's yeah, find got, another city. We got nothing. I mean, eh, let's see but, what happens with Jared Goff and the Lions. Everybody's I mean, excited about what they did. I think that this is going to be bigger than the Panay Sewell. Yeah, well, in. and Sewell could be great, but guess what? We should never hear his name. Right. The only reason we should hear his name is is because he let up a sack. Yeah. If we don't hear Sewell's name. Ever again in his time with Detroit, other than him no. talking to a media, he did very well. I'll say this, and and we'll end it. But the one that uh, I still say, watch out for Justin Fields. So do I. That that's going to be the one that Lions fans may rue and be like, 
God, we could have had him. I I know, once again, it's kind of like John Morant. I'm in the minority. People, you can't succeed in Chicago. I think he's going to succeed in I Chicago. I personally think he will, too. I mean, that's a kid that lost how many games in his career, too? Yeah, and he's, he's all at go the to biggest, Chicago. biggest stage. And I know Chicago's like, no, the the the, the redhead, he's QB one. Like, dude, that's yeah. Hard. Well, guess what? You don't want your rookie quarterback starting from day one to get killed okay. and lose confidence. He's he is going to take over that team by week and, five. And you could see. I mean, he just exudes leadership when you look well, at him. I, I think mean, he has it. And and let's face it, this he's gonna be. He's in the right place, right time, man. Bro. This division. Oh, it's about to flip. Aaron Rodgers is about to be gone. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, the best you've got is Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings don't want him. The and, Lions and, are going to go out and get a new QB. It. Do you realize in a year he could be the most veteran QB in the NFC North? 100%. And, and also, it's not like Justin Fields is just a great talent who likes football. This dude loves football. Right. He was the... One athlete out front of all of them saying, I am playing during this COVID season. Right. How do we make this happen? It was him. Right. Trevor Lawrence kind of jumped on after, but it was Fields. I like that kid. I like a kid that wants to go out there and play, and that's what he wants to do. And he may become the bane of Lions' existence because he would become the most hated man coming from the Buckeyes. Oh, and now but I think there. that's what you know. a lot of people from here, they, they cannot look at an Ohio State kid, especially no. after last year taking Okuda and being like, that's the guy. They just can't. I understand the bias, but... Whatever. So, what, what, what do you got for me, man? We got a non-serious topic today. Yes, so. we can actually have fun with a question. And and so I'm going to go back to, like, my favorite draft of all time. It happened here. It happened with the Golden State Warriors. Or, no, the Orlando Magic. The year after they took Shaq, mm. number one pick again, they took Chris Webber. Who did they trade him for? Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. And I'm like, who the hell is Penny Hardaway? You know, that's 1993. I'm 10 years old. I don't see a lot of Memphis games, you know? And that was just awesome. Penny Hardaway, because yeah. Boy, did that work out for Orlando. Because nowadays, boy, if that was maybe even four years later, I think they keep them both, Shaq and C-Web. No, no, no. But think about like you know, what, but, but, what they did with Duncan no. and and, and uh, D- David Robinson. Yeah, but see, here's the thing: we're talking about like Steve Smith, Anthony Hardaway was another. He was a big point guard. Yes, well, he changed the game, man. That so, was a kid. So yeah, that's who Cade could be. So yeah, penny. if Cade could be like little Penny, like, well, Penny, little. Yeah, you penny don't want Chris, Chris Rock yelling right. at you, but hold the phone. He was the reason why him and Shaq couldn't stay together. Little Penny. I mean, I wouldn't the doubt fi- it. The final straw was um, everybody knew who Little Penny was from the Nike commercial. Shaq had signed with Reebok. Oh, yeah. And at the end of Shaq's Reebok commercial, it was like a little bootleg Little Penny was like, hey, man, what about? And Shaq slapped him off his shoulder. You're so right. I never put two and two together with that. And that was the final straw. Those two were already fighting. Dude, Nike had such a push behind Penny. And rightfully so, because to this day, those shoes are still huge sellers. But that was my favorite draft. I don't know if you had one, but just that was amazing. Uh, Favorite draft? Wow. Like or even a moment like like LeBron in that big white suit or yeah, Jalen Rose in the suit he wore. He's the pimp suit. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I just NBA draft has always been more fun than the NFL to me. 
because I knew every kid. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you're right. I guess a more recent one was probably just because I knew, knew them personally was when Jaron and Miles. Yeah, both that was got really drafted. cool. That was cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Jaron's got some swag, huh? When, yeah, when Vince, when Vince Carter and um, Antoine Jameson oh were God. teammates, yeah, got drafted, and then they got traded for each other. Yeah, did. And was then they just and they Antoine were standing there and they to, just was it Golden hat. State and Toronto that swapped? Yeah, and I think they ended up just swapping hats. They were like, "Here you go, take this hat." And how great <laughs> were each of them as a pro? I mean, Vince obviously. The fact Vince that Vince Sandy, Carter still looks like he could be drafted today. Vince Carter's not aged. No, it's one wild. Second, wild. You look at him and you're like, okay, is that you can play a game? Is this Vince Carter? From the Carolina Tar Heels? Is this Vince Carter from the NBA or is this retired Vince well, Carter? Well, it's like what TMZ does. Good jeans or good docs. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But Antoine Jameson had himself one hell of a career. Yeah, he did. He was awesome. I yeah. mean, just in the early 2000s, that was a staple of a guy that you knew that was going to go out there and put up big numbers. But, but I, I think for me, and I'm going to be old school and Evan, I don't even know if you were alive. It's still the 85 draft. I was, too. The very first NBA lottery. And you're watching Patrick Ewing and the, and the suspicious frozen card. Oh, yeah. that it, Because all it was was just cards. Like, yeah. they actually did it live. It was no ping pong balls in the back room that you can't see. They put all the cards in there. And he's, re, he's going around and going around. Staring, uh, this one. Patrick Ewing goes to the Knicks. You know what? And good, because it was great for basketball. Without that, you don't get those Bulls-Knicks series. You don't get the Pacers-Knicks. You don't get that stuff. Nah, you're right. And everything happens for a reason. Let's be honest. They got it. They never won a championship, so who cares? They got close. Yeah, you're right. They never won a championship, so there you go. All right, for Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week. And remember, send your questions to us if you got anything you want us to answer. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone.